I hope you've locked your doors. Because we're about to enter the crime capital of Australia. Mount Thomas. Welcome to Undertelly's supersized Blue Healers retrospective. Where my special guest Toby and I take a look back at some of the show's biggest ever storylines. I want the Baxters. They destroyed my station, killed my people, murdered my wife, and they will pay for it. Often I think about what is the best Aussie cop show of all time. Please, I, please, I'm going to interrupt you here because there's no way we would not be doing a Blue Healers podcast if it wasn't fact. If it wasn't fact right here. When Tom Croydon says, goodbye, Tani, and he <laughs> steps on her head and pushes her underwater and then the episode ends, that, I went, not again. Goodbye, Tani. <clears throat> You're listening to Undertelly with Oleg Novak, Mount Cola's fastest-growing Aussie TV podcast. Toby, welcome to Mount Cola's, or should I say Mount Thomas's fastest-growing Aussie TV <laughs> hey. podcast. See what I did there? Yeah, I did see what you did there. Nice, real smart. Thank you. Um, thank you. Glad to be here. First time on a different podcast without my usual ho- my usual co-host here. I'm on the other side. I know, right? With uh, that's much eight, right? Yes. From, from the Forever Movie Boys yes. podcast. Yes, it's kind of intimidating being on another podcast. I feel out of my element. Don't feel intimidated. Undertelly, hopefully it's a very welcoming environment. We're outside of our regular Mount Cola studios. We're heading to Mount Thomas today. Yeah, Undertelly on the road. Yep, on Live the road. from Melbourne. From Melbourne, indeed. Oh, near Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, roughly near Melbourne. Near Melbourne and near Sunshine, apparently, as we find out about you know, mm. the Baxters. Mm, indeed, the mm. Baxters. The Baxters, lots to chat about. Before we get into all of that, um, you mentioned your podcast, Forever Movie Boys. I know with that, looking back at like the past few episodes you've done, you've generally, you, you guys generally look at things like the 91st Academy Awards, uh, films like The Favourite, Vice, Roma. But today, you're indulging us at Undertelly because you're looking back at something a bit outside of the zone compared to all those movies, which is, of course, Blue Healers. Yeah, going to, the, going to TV, though. Yeah. Same, going to, it's like the movie's little brother. I don't even know, because, like, we got onto this. We got mm. on to do this episode. Yeah. Because I mentioned to you that I used to watch it a lot. Yeah, as a youth, as a, little, as a yeah. young boy. And I don't know why. And watching mm. these episodes, I still don't know what made me want to watch it. Did you used to, did you? Yeah. I used to watch it when I was, I think I got into it. I stumbled across it when I was, like, six or seven. Mm. And I remember I used to record it every... Because it was, it was on Wednesday nights on Channel 7. Channel 7? Yes. yes. I'm so glad it, it was on Channel 7. <laughs> Wednesdays, 8.30. Yeah. And oh, see, I, was, I thought it was Thursdays. No. It was Wednesdays. Are you... Sh- okay, I'll take your word for it. I... So, I actually know... So, it started off Tuesdays, 7.30. Oh. Moved to 8.30 for, like, later into, I think, maybe the first or second season. Well, it gets dark. It gets dark. It gets pretty dark yeah. and violent. Indeed, it does. Then they moved it to Wednesdays 8.30 to make way for All Saints, which debuted in the Tuesday 8.30 slot. Do you remember All Saints? What time? When? Yeah, I do. When So when in conjunction to this did All Saints start? All Saints is much closer to the 2000. Yes. Right? So Blue Healers started in 1994. All Saints started in 1998. Uh, and ran till about the same time or did it run longer? Um, All Saints ran a bit... Ooh, so Blue Healers ran... Till 06, I till think, Till 06, right? very good. Um... All Saints ran till 09. Oh, so it's the same mm. difference, really. It's yeah. really not that much longer. Essentially. What do you prefer? 
All Saints is the blue healers of the of the hospital. And I was obsessed with both when I was little. I weird kid. Um, really, I hated All Saints because really? my mum was obsessed with it. And they used to have like All Saints gatherings. You know, yeah. that doesn't happen anymore. People come over to watch yeah. shows. That's a dead thing. But everyone mm. watches everything by themselves on Netflix. Mm. It's a weird change, right? It is. But Although you still, guess... you still kind of get like, like if it's on a Game of Thrones finale, do you reckon for that kind of stuff? But I see that less. Mm. Like that. that's a, I guess Game of Thrones is like uh, a kind of a, like an exception to that because I, I think that's the only thing now that gets that treatment. Nothing else gets that kind of treatment. Mm. But to bring it back around to All Saints, yeah. I hated it because... <laughs> My mum loved it so much and used to have like All Saints gatherings and yeah. for some reason I was just not on it. I was not, not about it. You it's see, yeah. One of those rebellious teen things maybe. Maybe Blue Healers caught me with the cop thing. Did your mum like Blue Healers though? I ah, see. I don't think so. I think I was the only person in my house that watched Blue Healers. Interesting. Besides my brother. He used to watch it as well. Okay. Was he older? No, he's younger. How old were you? I would have been like six seven and then watched it i would have watched it from i reckon around 98 to these episodes these yeah. episodes that we're going to talk about are where i because like i watched uh what's the title of the episode um the end of tit for tat. Tit for tat, yep. i watched that episode and when when it ended that's the last episode of blue hillers i ever watched really yeah 100 percent. and i watched it and i went oh wait what's i needed to ask you this earlier actually mm. sorry i then to be sporadic when I when I love talk. it. So, what's your what's the rating of this podcast? G, PG, M, undefined. Let's go nuts. Because I I yeah. tend to swear. I've got to say that's out. okay. That's, that's my only that's my you, only concern. You'll make you. This is an undertelly first and most provocative guest. I love it. <laughs> okay, because I was gonna. <laughs> we haven't had swearing in undertelly. I was, I was about to drop a big f bomb before. Yeah, do it. Uh, well, I'll do it later, naturally. Um, so I went. I watched the episode and I'm yeah. watching it and Tom Croydon. And uh, what's her name now? Um, Tani Baxter. Tani Baxter. Yeah. They have the slowest and most, uh, the laziest foot shape I think I've ever seen yeah. in my life. They're just like kind of jogging. They're not mm. even jogging. They're mm. like moving in slow-mo. And then she falls into the little pond. You killed Digger, didn't you? And he steps on her head, right? Yeah. Didn't you? And the episode ends with the camera lens looking up through like the gurgling water. Blue Healers has a lot of funky camera work, yeah. which I'd like to talk about too. But when that, when Tom Croydon says, Goodbye, Tani. Goodbye, Tani. And he <laughs> steps on her head and pushes her underwater, and then the episode ends. That, I went, Not again. Like, I just had that feeling of, like, I never knew what happened last time I saw this, and I'm not going to know this oh time either. It, it, like, got, like, a cliffhanger again, and I was like, oh, my God, I never found out what happened to this, like, <laughs> like 12 years ago. I love it, and I love that I gave you all the DVDs and episodes to watch, except for the episode after that, so... Yeah, and I didn't yeah. get to watch it today because I couldn't yeah. get it online, so please, will you tell me what happened? I can tell you what... Oh, can I? I haven't actually watched... I've seen snippets of the subsequent episode, but okay. not the whole thing. So I know roughly what happens, which is that... Let's get to that. We'll, come, we'll get okay. around to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, no, 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 we'll, no. we'll build up. We're getting to the end. Exactly I right. See, I, do, I do that. I do that on, on Forever Movie Voice as well. I start at the end. I can't help it. 
No, this is a good tease. I love it. What do you reckon? What kind of reputation do you reckon Blue Heel has had? Back in the day? Yeah. I have an inkling yeah. that back in the day, I must have thought it was good, right? Because I, I like, what do you think? Like, do you think that you watched it because it was good or were you ashamed of your Blue Heelers? Did you hide it? So I was really young, so I didn't hide it. And I was kind of proud that I'm watching an adult show. That's, and I, was I like, think that's how I must have felt yeah. too. I feel, okay, so can I use the word cultural phenomenon? Maybe that's a bit too much, but Blue Heelers was massive in the 90s. So I think from 1996 to like 1999, it was the biggest show on Aussie TV. Was it really? Yeah, it was massive. And the whole thing, I don't know if you remember PJ and Maggie, that romance captivated a nation. But basically Maggie, Maggie was played by Lisa McCune and she was like the, probably the most pivotal Blue Heelers character after John Wood, who played Tom Croydon. Wait, I don't even remember. I don't remember Maggie. I'm going to show you a picture. I'm going to Google her right now because I'm Googling something else at the moment, which is a topic I want to talk yep. about, which I've I've now got my answer. Yeah. And I want I'm going to confront you on it later because <laughs> please confront. Yeah. Uh, so Maggie, you say her name is. Yeah. So Maggie, what again? Doyle. Doyle. So PJ, uh, just quickly, PJ. Oh my! I how can I forget her? Yeah. <laughs> Lisa McCune. It's what made Lisa yeah. McCune famous. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, uh, I'm PJ. Constable Maggie Doyle. And yeah, sorry. So, now the nostalgia hit is just so heavy. So to give you a bit of Blue Heelers trivia, Blue Heelers won five gold Logies over its 13 year run. Perfect, so deserved. Lisa McCune, she won four gold Logies in a row. So I think she, is she the only person to win four in a row? Cause from like 97 to 2000, even after she was killed off on the show, which was Massive moment. She won a gold logie. How did she die? Please tell me. She died. She was found a, was it a floppy disk that had the name of heaps of um, crime lords or something on it? And she had to go into witness protection. And it turned out that her brother, who was also a cop, was a corrupt cop. And he essentially shot it, shot her and killed her. You didn't see that happen. So it was a big whodunit for like several episodes. And she died in PJ's arms. So... I think I remember. I think I do remember yeah. that. You've been crying. Maggie's dead. Someone ambushed her and shot her. PJ is unlucky with love, isn't he? Yeah, so in these episodes we watched, right, he just called off his engagement with Joe Parrish. Who, Joe Parrish yeah. called it off with him. Yes, apologies, because she didn't... Was hit. playing second to her. Exactly right. Yeah. So generally, that's twice now that PJ's... Uh, almost got him married to one of the female cops in that, Mount Thomas he, Police Station he works and then with, died. Yeah, yeah, he can't, he can't, like, come on, PJ. He's my favourite <laughs> character, by the way. Really? He's my favourite character. And, like, come on, keep it out of the, keep it out of the office, mate. Good I old, mean, I'm following yeah. in his footsteps, but keep it out of the office. Good old Marty Sachs. He's uh, the classic with the um, flannel with the rolled up sleeves and a leather jacket. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, him, what did you say his name was? Marty Sachs? Martin Sachs, yeah. Martin Sachs, best actor on the show as well. Interesting. Even ahead of John Wood? Yeah, John Wood I don't think is all that good. Like, mm. he's he, he can do things, but not others. <laughs> like, run really slowly. But, yeah, but, yeah, but he can also, like, he can't... I don't find him very intimidating, but I find him evil when he is trying to be. Yeah. Just not intimidating. Yeah. And he doesn't yell very well. But as where PJ... Mark uh, should call him Marty. Yeah. He's, he goes through all the motions. You see his eyes. Yeah. He's got some eye work going on. Yeah. You see him in anything else? Is he in any Australian movies? Do you have a crossover um, there to this part? He's, he's in other Aussie dramas. So he's in Wentworth, the oh, he is which in Wentworth? I currently watch. He's really good at that. He plays a very 
evil kind of character. Oh, so he's yeah. still working. I yeah. like the sound of that. He's still working. And he's done a lot of like guest appearances on a lot of shows. Oh, I see yeah. he was in Underbelly. Underbelly. Blue Healers was his big thing. And he was in that he was there for twelve years. So he left the show maybe like a year or so after these episodes that you watched. Really? Yeah. He didn't go all the way to the no. end. Next Wednesday night, Martin Sachs leaves Blue Healers. The only two that went all the way from episode one to episode 510, because he did 510 episodes, were John Wood and Chris, the pub owner. That is insane. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. So what happened to... Um, oh, I can't think of what their names are, but yeah. okay, i got questions for you now, actually. Get, let's get into this. Yeah. So, Ben Stewart. Oh, he was my, when I was a kid. He was my favorite. Really? For some reason, he's I, a little nerd. <laughs> I almost said the f bomb again, but I'm not sure I'm ready for it. He's a little dweeby. Like, what about when Joanna's all upset? Right? He will not get off her back. Mm. I'm like, bro, mm. give her some space. Yeah. Look, he's. I can totally get that now that I'm older. When I was little, didn't wouldn't wouldn't have agreed or seen that, but. Now, he then, he's always had this thing about he was always trying to get promoted to sergeant. It took like five years. He was never promoted. He was always unlucky in love. He was in love with Maggie. I don't know if you watched a bit in one of the episodes up, just immediately after the station bombing, he ends up getting with Susie and just making passionate, making out passionately in the locker room at work because they're all grieving Joe's death and the station blowing up, et cetera, et cetera. Susie. Susie, blonde, she's... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Susie, yeah, yeah. because now she's... Because uh, at the end of... Um tit for tad yeah she's got her little love story with bland guy i can never think of what oh. his name is and i even saw it yesterday jonesy shaved head jonesy yeah the cop yeah because yeah. the one thing about blue healers which i love is mm. that all their name tags are always yes. in shot and you can always read them so you yes. can always know which character that you're like referring like <laughs> exactly thinking about. right you never don't know who's yep. on screen and they they love mid shots in this show mm. they must be cheap well they would be cheap but they're always mid, they're always close up. But people are always moving the camera. They're always trying. Mm. Did you do you feel that when you watch it? They're always trying to make the camera interesting in Blue Healers. I feel they also start to experiment, like, when the show, with the revamp, because the episodes we watched were all part of the big revamp of the mm. show to make it darker. I think they started experimenting a lot more. So they did things, and I think they started coming in, in later episodes where they just cut to black between a scene for, like, a few seconds and then cut to a new scene to try and make it a bit arty, oh. more arty as well. But it's very interesting because, like, you go back, Blue Healers, you compare the Channel 7 dramas of old to the Channel 9 dramas. The Channel 9 ones are always filmed on film, but the blue uh, the Channel 7 ones are always on video. They were cheaper, and they looked oh, at it as a result. You can feel it, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you bring up Channel 9. Yeah. Water Rats. Oh, my God. How do you feel? Where do you sit with Water Rats? So, yeah. I'm very strong with my opinion on Water Rats, but I want to hear yours first. I think, generally, often it's... Often I think about what is the best Aussie cop show of all time. Aussie cop show is interesting because... Please, I, please. I'm going to interrupt you here because there's no way we would not be doing a Blue Healers podcast if it wasn't fact. If it wasn't fact right here. Look, Blue Healers, I think, is the quintessential <laughs> okay. Aussie TV cop show. And it's the longest running, the most culturally significant, the highest rating. Absolutely. 510 episodes... I loved a lot. I love the latest. Now looking back, I love the later seasons. But going back and watching some of the earlier stuff, they're a bit rough. Uh, 
It's, I feel like blue healers, I'm going to use an analogy, is like the meat and two veg of TV. Whereas water rats <laughs> yeah, is okay. like the meat and three veg of TV. They're both daggy. They're both very Aussie. They both taste great, though. But I think that extra veg you get is from water rats being shot on film on Sydney Harbour. Bit more action, higher production values, bit sexier. Oh, so wait a minute. You like water rats because it's shot in Sydney. As where, as where oh. blue healers is in Melbourne. Is you got a little bit of rivalry going on? Is that what I'm sensing over Look, here? If there is, then it's subconscious because I'm not because I don't want to just choose water rats because it's filmed in Sydney. I think Sydney <laughs> Harbour, and I remember someone telling me about the pitch for water rats um, when they were like the, the producer when he was in, initially pitching at Channel Nine, mm-hmm. and it read something like from Miami Vice to insert another cop show set in a amazing city. I forgot what one it was. All these cop shows, great cities make for great cop shows. Sydney is one of the world's great cities. Ellipsis, like dot, dot, dot. Therefore. Water rats. <laughs> okay, what's your problem with water rats? I have a feeling... What is your no, very strong saying, opinion? Like, that's, the, that's the pitch. They're like, like the pitch yeah. is really good. And yeah. then you get the ellipses, and then the next, he presses yeah. the clicker, and the next slide goes over, and the title says, Water Rats. Like, I think that's a great name. It's just a pretty dirty name to go with such yeah. a big, huge pitch. Yeah. Um, Okay. But, see, I my think, problem yeah. with Water Rats is really one-sided and um, it has no backing. Like, yeah. I literally, I just, I was loyal to Blue Healers yep. and then Water Rats came along mm. and I was like, fuck you, Water Rats. <laughs> Blue Healers is number one and that's all it was. I've never watched an episode in my life, but it was. I'd see the ads for it, change the channel. Amazing. Not having that. You saved your first F-bomb for something very passionate. To defend, just yeah, to, to defend, defend Blue Healers. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, interesting, because Water Rats... Okay, I'm going to bring in another cop show here now. Do you remember Stingers? Oh, never, never did I see Stingers. Okay, but you know of it. I actually don't. Really? What okay. is this? Is this Channel 10s? Nine, but it was after. So it had Water Rats at 8.30 and then Stingers at 9.30. Really? It was Melbourne and it was un- uh, Undercover Cops. How was it? Any familiar Aussie faces in there? Peter Phelps, who was in Baywatch and was he in Point Break for a scene? Um... Who else? Gary Sweet. Which, oh, Gary Sweet. Yeah. What a guy. People, right, just let me ask you one quick question. Yeah. What scene in Point Break is he in? Ooh, okay. Let's corroborate this. I'm going to look him up. Because I'm a credits. huge fan of Point Break. Peter he was, Phelps. He was also... You remember when Modern Family did the Australia episode? Mm-hmm. He was... Did you see that episode? Yeah. Yep. He was the Australian guy at the end of it that appears with Phil Dunphy on the, in the Outback. I know this guy. Yeah. So there you go. He did. So he appeared as... Peter Phillips has appeared in feature films, including Point Break with Keanu Reeves. Is he like right at the very end when they're in like one that we're meant to believe they're in Australia? Probably. I I don't... I haven't seen Point Break. What? I know. So it's... Don't worry. I think I might even have the DVD. Another, Another conversation for another time though. I, so I will give you these photos <laughs> that I took yes. because I, have a th- I like to sit there and when I'm watching a movie or in this yep. case watching Blue Healers for even when I do it on my podcast, which isn't all the time, but I take photos of the cast members with like Snapchat filters on while the movie's playing. That's so incredible. I have like six of them and I have like, that is in- I have like that is- Tom Croydon with like <laughs> an Elvis haircut. And then there's, oh. I can't remember exactly who, oh my God, who, is who that? that was. I can't remember now who that oh, was. Oh, that's... I think it's... Joss? Oh, there's the badge there. It's uh, <laughs> it's that guy whose name we forgot last time. Oh, uh, Jonesy. Yeah, it's Holy Jonesy. crap. And yeah. then I got um, PJ oh. Hashem and 
and uh, Tom Croydon as deer while they were, Tom Croydon after was his crying down. after his yeah, suicide attempt. That is up there with the best thing I've ever seen. And I got Tom Croydon with glasses and a thin face. <laughs> and then this is my favourite one of PJ Hashem with his sunny sounds. Love it. And then him with this questionable makeup at the Christmas <laughs> party. I don't know what he was thinking there. And then uh, cop, cop, <laughs> cop. But I, I was trying to get a photo of him drowning Tani with a silly yep. one on because I thought, you know, the... the uh, contrast there of him with the silly look trying to do yeah. something so serious would be funny but i was swept away i couldn't help but uh, just watch the scene play out traumatic scene was that actually i'm gonna ask you mulling it for a bit but blue healers was that the moment it jumped the shark because it made you stop watching the show it depends it depends did he do it okay We'll come to that and I'll answer your question very Did quickly. Did he do it? That's the thing. We're going to keep you on the edge of your seat for because a bit longer. Because that's where yeah. the answer to that comes from. That is a very good because point. Because that changes the entire character of Croydon. Let's stay on Croydon for a sec. Tom Croydon. Thoughts? Uh, okay, Tom Croydon. And John Wood. Post Tom Croydon post-death of his wife or pre-death of his wife? Well, I guess that's pretty pivotal, isn't it? Because... Because he's a new man after she goes. Tom Croydon I have known for the last 10 years is not a killer. Yeah, well, listen, mate. The Tom Croydon I've known for the past couple of months is capable of anything. Basically, today, the two key periods of Blue Healers we're having a look at both occur in season 11 of the show. So you've got the station bombing. There's a few episodes around that that we have a look at. And then a few episodes after that, we've got the 2004 season finale where Tom tries to drown Tiny Baxter, which we'll get to. Oh, you just gave away a key word there. Tries to. I haven't said the outcome. <laughs> that's a pretty... That's a <laughs> Still pretty, have not given uh, away the outcome. Okay, all right, we'll find out. But let's uh, just bring everyone up to speed. So, because I want to chat more about Tom Croydon and John Wood, mm -hmm. but to bring everyone up to speed of this episode. So the episode is called End of Innocence, which, which is a pretty apt title for the show, for the episode. Basically, what happens, Joe, she's just called off her engagement with PJ, so tension is already running high in Mount Thomas. There's a bag snatcher on the loose, and the prime suspects turn out to be a new criminal family in town called the Baxters, and they're led by Barry Baxter and his wayward sons. Meanwhile, Tom's Vietnam veteran friend gets in trouble with the law after attempting to take a detonator onto a light plane to Mildura. And to top it all off, Joe's helping a troubled local dad called Cole Millich with his custody dispute, only to take his daughter away at the end of the episode. So this is an interesting thing and maybe a bit predictable. Basically with this episode where they revamped the show and changed the direction, they set up like three different criminals with clear motives mm -hmm. against the healers. Yeah. I think at one stage, all three of those people, the Baxters, Millich and Tom's Vietnam friend, they all made threats against they the did. cast. So instantly, it's kind of got that classic who, clear who done it. One of these three did it, but yeah. and then the station blows up. But Tom is from the get go against the Baxters.
He yeah. just instantly doesn't like them. And I, I like I couldn't help but get this kind of like classist vibe from him. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they come in and his wife, the Reverend. Reverend comes mm. in and is like, they came here with absolutely nothing, and he's like, they're scum. Get rid of them. I hate them. Lock them up. That's a bad impression of John Wood. But uh, and I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, give him a break, bro. Give him like a minute. Like, yeah, the maybe Troy. Get rid of him. Yeah, Troy's did, a piece of work. Did Tom kill Troy? Now that's another huge Ooh. conspiracy. Tom did not kill Troy. I can tell you that. Oh, is that confirmed? Yeah, I can. Confirm okay, that. I don't remember that being confirmed. Yeah. No, it was because this storyline. So basically, end of innocence. It's the episode that sets up the motives. They blow the station up at the end of it. The next episode, Headless Chooks, is the aftermath, and then they continue for four episodes trying to find out who blew the station up. See, which is where I didn't. I didn't get to watch those four, but I really mm. wanted to. I was trying to get find them today, but they're all dodgy copies. Um, I so I, I, I don't remember who the station bomber is, but I have a good idea of who I think it is. Do you want a spoiler? I want to know who it is, but I want to get there. Okay. Just like we're getting there with the time okay. thing, but we're going to get to the station bomber quicker. So, I guess context for these episodes. Basically, the show's been a, a, on, this is the 11th season, so it started in 1994. By 2004, when these episodes aired, the show had... In its peak in 97, I think it was averaging like two and a half million viewers in Australia, wow. which is massive. Nowadays, yeah. shows struggle to break a million. Yeah. Um, by 2004, it was averaging like 1.2, 1.3 million viewers. So, which then was, now people would kill for those ratings. Yeah. Then that was like, oh God, it was being beaten by CSI Miami on Channel 9. Uh, I read that actually, mm. yeah. Yeah. Horatio had come Horatio in and he was taking all the... Uh... Oh yeah. He's too cool for Blue Healers. With his sunglasses. Thing. Yeah, Blue Healers just didn't have that like cool sleek like and the uh video thing damaging it especially against csi miami with that big american money but then i guess to rival horatio with his sunglasses you then had john wood tom croydon with his eye patch and all his cuts from the station bombing but that's like only for a couple of episodes <laughs> True, it's, not, it's not for that long and it's not <clears> even his, a black eye patch his it's eye just... patch looks terrible it's not yeah. even it's stuck on with one piece of sellotape yeah, it's pretty gaggy. It's I not guess good. It's just such an... A breeze would blow it off. Is this... Okay. The Australian element of Blue Healers. How Aussie... Is it a very Australian show? Whatever that means. Is it a really... Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. And it just comes with uh, just listening to people interact. I was just thinking this show is heaps Australian. And I'm very into it. Usually I'm not. If it's too Australian, I get a little bit like... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just don't really like it that much. I don't think it... If it's too Australian, it can be uh, niche. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this just kind of had the right... Um, it, but Blue Hills has the right amount of flair in it where, like, just people... I Like, I, I think twice every episode that we watched, somebody went, Oi, mate, fair go. Yes. And I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, that's good stuff. You know what I mean? You don't hear that. All I'm asking for... It's a fair go. Hey, fair go. I, I swear I was here. Come on now, fair go. John Wood still used words like mongrel. Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> Only it. eats other mongrels. <laughs> Friendly dog. Does he bite? Only other mongrels. Okay, did you get vibes? I got vibes of like a bit of an Aussie Western from Blue Healers. Because you've got like... Yes, yeah, I'll take that. Because you've got John Wood. He's the main cop in town. He's the sheriff. He's the sheriff. He knows everyone in town. Mm -hmm. Do 
not only does he know everyone in town, he's married to the local reverend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the voice of reason in the community. He's the one everyone looks up to. And then you get a criminal come into town and instantly set up as his foe. It's like kind of like high noon in that sense. Yes, yeah, so new people come into town yep. and he instantly knows new person and he's just... Mount Thomas is his sanctuary. And he doesn't like new people, let alone people that are of uh, a lower, like, socioeconomical class than him. It's the class thing that you mentioned. He's classist, I'm telling you. Except, I guess, in the case of the Baxters, it was kind of fair because they were scum. But I think at the same time, they were pushed a little bit more into being scum because... As far as Blue Healers is concerned, they were harassing them every five minutes. They were just All like, the call the Baxters, raid the Baxters' house. And poor Barry, he just got out of prison. And he's like, yeah. oh, come on, mate. There's nothing in my barn. And he was trying to be really, like, he was trying to be really civil with yeah. them and really polite, obviously. But it turns out they are doing heaps of dodgy stuff on the side, like uh, making speed and stuff like that, which was revealed in later episodes. Oh, they are? Yeah. They are drugging? Yeah. yeah. That's They're just drugging an, away. But then that, that brings up a problem with me where Tom Croydon is always right. But he's Tom Croydon. Of course he's always right. I can't have a hero that's always right. It's boring. Well, I guess that is why. And I guess they had to change the show because ratings after 11 years had stagnated. So they, well, from what I heard, they essentially used this storyline as a plot device to change Tom because you change Tom, who is the heart of the show, and therefore you change, you change the, show. the show. Yeah. So you murder, you blow up Tom's station, you kill one of his cops, you kill one of the members of the community, Clancy, you then murder and rape his wife, Grace, who he finds in a creek. Oh, she was raped? She was raped. That is revealed in, I think, the next episode. Who murdered her? Uh, one of the Baxters. Oh, so it was a Baxter? Yep. The Baxters are bad. I thought it was Tani. No, it wasn't Tani. Well, no, it was, <laughs> it was the rape, so it must yeah. have been Troy. Yeah, Troy. He's a, Like you said, he's a piece of work. I'm surprised that they took it that far with Tom's wife, to be honest. And therefore they changed the show, because mm. then you get Eyepatch of Vengeful Tom, who's like beating people up, who's a nightmare to work with, who's just losing control, and he's lost his will to live, and he's violent and uncontrollable. And then you get him come back to the station being like, what does he say? Uh, Boss, we've been trying to get you on the radio. I told you, I went out to the Baxters. What'd you find him? Only the young one, Troy. You'd better get somebody out there. He's met with an unfortunate accident. He's dead. He's dead. And then he throws, I think, keys at BJ Hashem. And then the episode ends. Next week. And I was laying there in my bed and I was like... I re- Blue Healers has me on the hook and I want to watch the next one. Yep. <laughs> and that's how I felt with the Tani thing. I was like, oh, it's 12 o'clock at night. I can't <laughs> watch another one, but I want to. I want to. I got to know what's happened. But you didn't give it to me anyway, so I couldn't find out. I, I can give you all these episodes because I think they're up. I think they're probably the, my favorite storyline ever in Blue Healers. The Tani the, Baxter storyline? The Baxter storyline in general. Like, and this whole Tom saga. Like, it's. <laughs> I think it's done really well. I think the acting's pretty good overall you might have some different thoughts i'm not sure no i agree yeah. I, I think i was talking to a couple of people today when i was telling them i was re-watching blue healers and i was saying that a lot of the acting i'm surprised by because i just think back on it in my mind as not being very good but mm. it, it's good blue healers is good is a good show it's still yeah. good it still holds up i'll give it that but the aesthetic like the video really damages it and especially 
when it cuts to shots of Mount Thomas yeah. and shots of like the pub, the Imperial, they're, they look terrible. Yeah. Like they're grainy. They almost look like those, you know, those Australian art pieces that'll be of like the bush and they're on um, canvas and they're done with paint. You know the ones I'm talking yes. about? They're kind of blurry looking. Yep. That's how it looks. That's but very not in a good way. Imagine because Mount Tom, it, it's like a, if thinking of it as a country western for a sec, that beautiful Aussie landscape. If that was shot on film, they could make that look really good. Could look amazing. Yeah. yeah could look really good. Mm. And they instead cho- choose to like superimpose these like fake images of mm. Mount Thomas. When the explosion happens, it oh, yeah. particularly looks awful, don't you reckon? That looks like you've gotten an image of Mount Thomas and someone's gotten the most basic computer editing software and just superimposed them well, with it flames. Looked like, it looks like someone looked up uh, a GIF of fire yes. and then they they glued it onto, yep. the, onto exactly a right. picture. And it just looks terrible. Yep. And the way, like, talking about Tom's acting, it's like in that scene in particular where he's telling, um, where he yells out to... Uh, Joe Parrish yeah detect- what's her title? a senior constable Joe she's Parrish. senior constable when he yells out to CO SC SC <laughs> when he yells out to senior constable Parrish don't open it like, that's a very good impression that's how it, that's how weak it is Joe don't, don't open, open it. it and it's like oh you'd have a bit more if you <laughs> think that was a bomb you'd have a bit more in you than that like when he's running after Tiny Baxter at the end of Tit for Tat, mm. the slow running. The slow running is yeah. or, is really awful. That mm. slow chase is bad. Mm. Like if you you watched it over the weekend. Yeah. Didn't you feel it? Yeah. Look, I went along with it, but I can totally see. I can totally. <laughs> and what about it. old mate? What's his name? That guy. I didn't. I, I felt like he was getting such an unfair run just because of the way he looked. Um, A cop or crim. Criminal. Tani's boyfriend. I never went anywhere near Fat Boy's car. Oh, Ryan Decker. Ryan Jeremy Decker. Lindsay Taylor, who's from, from Sea Patrol fame. Yep. Sea Patrol and Heartbreak Eye. Well, Sea Patrol after this. Yes. Right? So he's yes. in Blue Healers fame. True. Although, guest appearance in Blue Healers. Is he only in this storyline? He can't be, because Tom knew him. He must be in it earlier. Oh, uh, actually, maybe you're right. That's possible. I don't know, because I don't know if I've seen those episodes, but he's in these two episodes at the end of the season... 11 finale, then uh, I think he dies in the next one. He's perfectly hateable. Spoiler. He dies. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Gets the, the mystery of the next episode with this whole Tarnie drowning is getting thicker. Yes. Because I had this perfect image in my head where, because they, Tom puts the rifle at, on the windowsill yeah. and they show you that. So that makes me think that rifle's going to make a return when Tom gets shot by it by Decker, who saves Tani. That's where I. That's what I was thinking would happen. We've got Tom. Goodbye, Tani. And then he steps on her head, and then yeah. and he gets brained, and then he falls into the. And that's what that I was would thinking. have been incredible. That's what I was thinking that they're going to go with it because I have yeah. no idea what happens next. Yeah. But then you tell me that he's there all the way to the end. I so can't shit. My Tom. imagination escapes me with that. Can you imagine if you had killed? I don't like killing Tom Croydon. I wonder if that. I'm sure that crossed the the writer's mind, but. There were probably one writer who tried to push the idea and the producers are like, no. 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 The heart of the show. Yeah. 
He was probably a bit of an Aussie <coughs> icon at that point as well, right? So here's another bit of Blue Healers trivia for you, Toby. Uh, John Wood was nominated for the Gold Logie like nine years in a row without ever winning it. So it became this in-joke in the Logies that uh, John Wood's going to be nominated for another Gold Logie every year. He never won it. Then I think because with the Logies, people really got behind him when Blue Healers was axed. So he ended up winning like in his 10th year of nominations just after Blue Healers had been axed. Ladies and gentlemen, Australian television's longest drought is over. This is John's first gold from 10 straight nominations. Wow, he won it for the last season. Yeah. That's just a mercy win. I think, but I think he did his best work in the last season. Oh, you reckon so? Well, I think because before that, he was, like we kind of said, he was the vo- he was Tom Croydon. He was the lovable sergeant who was really firm but fair. Mm. But it was kind of like that for 10 years. And okay, so he, get to, he got to do something new in the yeah. end. That's right, yeah. So they just, just like... Took him in a completely different direction for the last two I years. I feel like after that kind of legacy of Blue Healers, you got to kill Tom Croydon. Like, what does he do? What does he do? Honestly, after everything that happened with his wife and with the Baxters mm. and with the, even with the bombing, and I imagine other things that happened after <laughs> after these seasons, he's he something's got to he's got to go. Barry Baxter returned. If you like. In season 12, Barry Baxter returned. I, I think he escaped saw. from jail. I saw. I saw yeah. a clip of it today and he's going, he killed my son. And I was, I was like, oh, I want to yeah. watch this. <laughs> I want to watch it. But I... I remember watching that in 2005. Tom's greatest threat is on the loose. He's mad to turn up. He is mad. And there's a siege in the pub. Also, coming back there's to the pub. There's a siege yes. in, in the Imperial. In the, shot on video. You would have loved it. <laughs> oh, whoa. Um, is it, who is it with? Uh, the Siege. Yeah. So you've got John uh, Tom Croydon being held hostage by Barry Baxter. I'm. Don't... Oh my God, I've seen this. Yeah. And there's like all the cops around the station. Okay, coming back to the pub for Sorry, a second. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you've blown my mind. I've yeah. seen more of Blue Healers than So I you have. watched Beyond the I dr- must have yes. watched Beyond the Drowning because I remember that Siege. Uh, I remember that. I remember Baxter holding him hostage. And I think, do you want a spoiler? Yeah, give it to me, feed me. Baxter kills himself. He shoots himself in the head. I think I remember yeah. that as well. So, and that's the end of that storyline. And then Tom... And he, he yeah. must do that because uh, Tom Croydon practically killed his whole family? Look, yeah, look, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're just admitting uh, to me that he drowned Tony. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. No, I was agreeing. He didn't... We're getting to that. We haven't gotten to that point. Oh, yeah, too. I'm no, no, no. Trying you're trying to pull it out of you. To, and I, I, I don't like what you're doing. I believe I've done it twice now. You have still been. holding to the idea that I don't know. I still maintain it. But we'll keep know. going. Um, no, but I was alluding to there that he pretty much destroyed Baxter's life, just like Baxter destroyed his life, though. So, well, what? By having kids. By Tom having kids. By... by Because you said Baxter destroyed his life. Well, well his kids, his yeah, kids did. Yeah. Because he didn't rape True. the wife and kill her. He did nothing but say, leave the cops alone. Because, I mean, he's trying to run a meth business <coughs> or whatever in the background. Exactly. So he doesn't want the cops hanging around. So he's got to... Um, he had a part to play, though. He was stupid kids in line. And he didn't do that. He tried. Did he, though? Did he try in front of us, in front of Tom? Well, every time we saw him, he mm. tried. So, as far as I'm concerned, he's doing his best. Look, it's just a tragedy on all fronts. Uh, shaking it up off the Baxters for a mm, little bit. Go on. What do you think of the new senior sergeant that comes in to replace Ben? Uh, uh, Jeff Morell, senior... Uh, was it senior sergeant? Is he... He's oh, a senior sergeant. Uh, Mark Jacobs. Yes. Very Jacobs. interesting. So, 
off the back of this revamp, like they make the show heaps darker, they make Tom heaps uh, much darker, then they bring in four new characters. Mm -hmm. So the... I can tell you which ones I like, which ones I don't like, and I want you to do the same for me. So the four characters are Sergeant um, Mark Jacobs, uh, Senior Detective Amy Fox. Yep. uh, Kelly O'Rourke. Is it Kelly? Kelly, yep. Probationary Constables, Kelly O'Rourke and Joss Joss Peroni. And Roy. And Roy, but he's only temporary. Oh, and there's a spoiler there as well. Well, I saw what happened. Oh, you saw you watched that episode. Yeah, yeah, he dies. Um, he dies quite brutally. Yeah, really brutally. Why would they come here in the first place? It's not exactly a love shack. Oh, are you kidding? This is right up Roy's alley. Horse around in the station, play with the handcuffs, have sex on the boss's desk. But how does Roy end up dead? Yeah, that's not a pleasant storyline. It's um, a very weird storyline. Mm. It's very forced in there for no reason. Mm. Well, not for no reason, but oh, yeah, kind of for no reason. Just like to have some gore in the show or something, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like it belonged. The show just became more sensational all around. Like, they just started to have much more grisly cases. From Like, I got sucked into a YouTube hole of Channel 7 Blue Healers next week promos. And oh. Every, oh, there's there's some great ones. There's one where it was a shot of a gas stove with a pot of water boiling and it was just bu- bubbling away, and there was, like, that deep Channel 7 voiceover guy. There have been many stalkers. You saw them all coming. But this is one stalker who's different. And every week, it was just something more sensational and more sensational. Fuck, I love that. I want to watch a couple of them. are about to boil over on Blue Healers next Wednesday. Imagine working on Blue Healers when it was at its peak. That must yeah. have been a hell of a, hell of a time. Yeah, it was when people watching TV, watching TV, like they probably, you know how your mum had All Saints viewing parties? Mm-hmm. They probably had. Oh, blue, there were yeah. definitely Blue he- blue Healers viewing yep. parties going on. I would, if I was of, of an age where I would have been having them, I would have been like, come my house, Blue Healers. <laughs> had heaps of 90s food on the table. <laughs> I don't know yes. what 90s food was. 90s food. When I think about it. Oh, meat and two veg. Oh, blue. <laughs> and I just need to clarify, when I say meat and two veg, I use that affectionately. I love <laughs> yeah, in yeah, a yeah, sense. It's, and it's comfort food. Well, it's, it's, really... it's, it's also healthy. Healthy. Please, come on, it's healthy. And Ish. it's depending on what you're eating. Exactly right. Um, finest quality produce in Mount Thomas, I'm sure. Fresh from the market. Um, yeah, also... they're using local farmers. Exactly right. And I feel Blue Healers was one of the last, Blue Healers and All Saints were last of those classic Aussie dramas that ran for like 40 weeks a year. So they were pretty much yes. on every week of the year. And they were that comfort Aussie show that you could just tune in on, which doesn't exist anymore. You don't have... Everything's like six episodes a year, 10 episodes a year. There's yep. none of that apart from Home and Away and Neighbours, but they're past their peaks. Those, because they're also long form. Um, they were also weekly and long form. They were yeah. 45 minutes, which probably on TV was roughly an hour. Yeah. So like they, they were really churning it out. I could not believe five over 500 episodes of Blue Healers got yeah. made at that length, that over yeah. time. That's really astounding which i guess is why channel 7 they shot on video make things as cheap as possible a cheap studio for the pub also the pub i love how that's another thing that i reckon makes blue healers so kind of western and or aussie is that one of the main characters not is not even a cop but she's just the local pub owner chris she's even in the opening credits and And she's in like in every episode and somehow every crime somehow gets related to back at the pub and Chris somehow gets involved. She somehow meets with a criminal or there's a fight at the pub. Yeah. And they always, if they're not at the station, they're having a drink at the pub. the pub. Yeah. yeah. And they always, they are, they spend so much time together. They finish work. These are the weirdest hours, 
like like the regional police it must it looks comfy yeah like they work nine to five go to the pub go to bed nine to five it's like well who's there after five who where's Ooh. blue healers where's that one episode where it's like blue heal pardon me blue healers after dark where there's like the one dude on call in there who's dealing with the real dirty underbelly of uh, Mount Thomas. So I'm pretty sure I've got a flashback now. They had I remember episodes where they had like one of the cops Ben in an, in an instance sleeping at Mount Thomas Watch House, and I think is it like the house that's adjacent to the police station where he just sleeps there, so he's on call or something like that, which is a bit weird because he's not even Who, working. Ben? Yeah, ben like it doesn't necessarily have to be Ben, but there was I'm Whoever's pretty sure Watch House. Yeah, on Watch House, like uh, so. Uh, Senior Constable Joe, Joe Parrish. She mm. was on Watch House duties, and Ben made her stay behind. Oh, and that just sets Ben off. So tragic. Why I really like Ben. Um, ben. So basically, does he leave? Because he starts to become really incompetent at his job. Yeah, he starts to really lose it. And basic and Cole Millich, you know the guy who got his kids taken away by Joe, yep. who swore revenge on Joe. He then ends up. Ooh, I can't believe I don't remember this, but he either kills himself and his daughter. I think he succeeds in killing both of them by... Dimity? Yeah. I don't know. Do they die? I don't remember, but basically that's too much for Ben because he he attends that crime and he resigns. So he leaves like by the end of the year. Well, he... um, Millich. Hmm. Do you know the actor's name? Damien Richardson. He is insane. He is turning the crazy on and off like a switch. It yeah. is It is so fun to watch. Are you sick me This isn't fair! It isn't enough that you took my kid, you wrecked my life! One minute he's fine, and the next minute he's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking kill you! You're the worst! And he's like, he's going red in the face, he's spitting all over everybody, and then he's like, I'm calm, I'm cool, it's fine, it's fine. He's intense. You said that you were gonna, I was gonna yeah. get my daughter back! He's like, I'm expecting a, like a second pair of teeth to come out and like <laughs> bite Tom, Tom or yeah. Joanna. And he's like, that bitch deserved it. I'm glad she blew up. Yeah. Oh, Hashem didn't like that one oh, bit, did he? I know, then Hashem lost it. But you know what? She deserved it. She got exactly what she deserved, lying bitch. I told you to sit down. Sit hey. down. Hey, hey. And that guy. Yeah. Who's that detective that's with him? Oh, Nick Schultz. So. He is great. William McInnes. He added a lot of kisses. He's a really well-respected actor, mm. um, William McInnes. He was in Blue Healer's early days during the peak, like season one yeah, to five. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Then he left Mount Thomas, I'm assuming, to join Homicide because then they bring him back as a homicide cop mm. to investigate the station bombings, mm-hmm. which was a really nice touch linking it to its history. And also he's a great actor. Yeah. And then he does this whole, like, they just get out of that tense situation and he comes out of the interview room. He's like, this place got any uh, tea and bickies in it yet? <laughs> got tea, no bickies. Oh, is there any uh, tea or bickies in this place yet? Uh, so Aussie. And he seems upset. Oh, yeah, also, yeah. you see, I think it's Roy, or it might be Clancy, comes out of the kitchen in one of the episodes yep. eating one of those chocolate bears. Yeah. Do you remember? You know what, you know what chocolate bears I'm talking about? No. Nah. They're just biscuits. Aren't it like biscuits dipped in chocolate and they're shaped kind of like a bear? And they're doing this. Oh, maybe I do, but I don't want to say I do. I'm going to buy you a packet of them tomorrow. Please do. That would <laughs> be, be lovely. Like, and I'll be like, this is the chocolate yes. I'm talking about. And you'll go, I do know. They're just <laughs> plain biscuits, like plain Arnott's milk arrowroot biscuits dipped in chocolate but shaped like a bear. In Blue Healer style, we should have them with some tea and bickies. We should. I'll, I'll say to you, has this place got any tea and bickies in it yet? Tea, no bickies. But then... <laughs> but oh, then did we, I get... No, no, I'll give... That's the line. Yeah. But I'll give you the bickies and you, you can say something like tea, no bickies. But then th- put some of your own flair in there. I got the bickies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a calendar invite in your diary, teen bickies. Yeah, okay. Well, Done. okay. I'll 
get the bickies tomorrow morning. I'll get the tea. I'll get the tea. Done. I mean, tea's here. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'll I'll get the tea. Okay. From here. Yep. <laughs> We're on the topic, Clancy. That's another thing. So they had a regular pub character, Chris, who owned the pub, and they had Clancy, a re- semi-regular character of uh, he was a mentally impaired man. Mm-hmm. He was like another Mount Thomas regular. So it had that whole like community kind of feel going throughout the show. Well, like, mm. here's the thing. Clancy. Yes. The actor that plays Clancy. Do you know him? No. Okay. Do you? Is he... Not at all. Mm. Is he mentally disabled? I don't know. That's a very good question. Because I don't know how to comment on his mm. performance without knowing. Mm. Because if he doesn't, I think his uh, performance is a little offensive. Mm. Wouldn't you think? Potentially. It has real room for being offensive because it just didn't yeah. feel very genuine, which makes me feel bad for saying because if he is genuinely uh, disabled, then uh, fucking sue me. You know where to find me. Which brings me to a question, which you don't have to answer now, but just small on it. Mm-hmm. Could Blue Healers in that form be made today and be relevant today and popular today? Yes, I believe so. I think the Blue Healers... Because it's not the only thing... The show still holds up now. Hmm. And I think that's a testament to how relevant it would be if they just did it again. There are already shows that I feel like that are kind of similar to Blue Healers um, that are about kind of like regional cops. Like, isn't that show Longmire about a detective kind of sheriff in... Um, I could be wrong because I haven't mm. seen it, but from what I've seen of like pa- my parents watching it, it's like about a regional detective in like America, like a sheriff who just looks after local crimes in a local. I haven't town. seen it or heard so, of it. Long way. It's meant to be really good, but it like that's what I think of when I think of Blue Healers today. Even though I don't t- entirely know if that's a fair comparison, but that's just my my guess. Hey, look, I reckon Blue Healers. These episodes we watched, they're better than most Aussie dramas on TV today. Oh, 100% agree. I won't spend any time watching uh, many Aussie dramas at all. Actually, at all. I don't. I can't, there's not one that I think is really worth watching these days. Wentworth. Do you, do you count on me? Okay, Wentworth. Oh, Wentworth, I reckon, is up there with the best of the best ever. Um, Martin Sachs is in it. Uh, so I think that is probably better. But other than that... The other stuff, nah, Blue Healers wins, man. Blue Healers is good. I wonder what the writers of Blue Healers went on to do. Uh, yeah, go on. Very interesting. I'm so sorry no, that's okay. to cut you off, but I just I just wanted to Google Longmire for a second. Yeah. To just kind of get a quick look at it to um just to read like that quick little Google description yeah. to see if it's even close. The main actor of Longmire, who plays Longmire, is Australian. Really? Robert Taylor. Robert Taylor. I'm is his him. name. And he's Australian, so maybe I'm just, I've walked past, seen him, he's Australian, and I'm like, he reminds me of Tom Croydon. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just no there real go. fair show comparison. But anyway, sorry, I cut you off with what you were saying. Um, was this, there was something we were talking about earlier that I don't think we came full circle on, because we went on a really good tangent, but we never came back to it, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> we've gone on a couple. So we've many Because we've gone, we've led up. Yeah. We're like we're like a Blue Healers storyline. We just keep just getting, don't know where it's going to go. And then going, 
We'll reveal that in a little bit. Yeah. So we did talk about Roy at one part, but we didn't totally go there. We did. You start. Oh, you started talking about introducing the new characters. Oh, and I we said, were going to talk about. We we're going to each name our favorite of the four new characters and yes. who we liked and didn't like. Yeah. Okay, my favorite out of all of them. I'm so interested about your reaction. I am a fan of Kelly. I think she. I like. Um, I think she's got some good energy on screen. I like that she is an old family friends of, uh, of Tom's. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark <laughs> Jacobs was an interesting choice. I'm not saying I dislike, but I found it ooh, interesting because they're sexing the show up, making it darker, and then you bring in a really straighty 180 kind of dot your I's, cross your T's, kind of very uh, straight kind of cop like that. Interesting choice. He's a good cop, though. He is a good cop. He's a really good cop. Yeah. He's making all the connections nobody else is, and he's... Level-headed like, voice of he reason. Instantly, instantly, when they arrest um, Decker, the first thing he says to... Uh, I think it's the, the dude that doesn't get a lot to do. What's his name? The new guy, the other new guy. Joss Peroni. Yes. The, yeah. He says to, to Peroni, do we have any cannabis in the lockup? He instantly is just like... That doesn't match up. He's yeah. been, like, Tom must have planted him on yeah. him. He's like, we got any in a lockup? No. And then he finds the cigarette case and it all kind of like... Comes together. Comes together. And he works the plot out perfectly. It's mm. just unfortunate that the plot doesn't work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. he's like... Because in that moment, you're with him. You're like, yeah, of course Tom did it. He threatened yeah. him. Are you saying that Tom fitted up right? Roy found out and then no. Roy confronted no, 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 Tom? No, no, I'm not saying anything. I don't know what I'm saying, but whatever it is I'm saying, I thought I'd say it to you first. Where would you come with this? Nowhere I want to go, believe me. Because the next step is, Roy Holland ends up dead. Hey. And it's actually very interesting because I guess you've made Tom really dark. Ben's kind of incompetent. You kind of had... You... Well, Ben's gone at this point. Has he already gone? At this point he is, yeah. Oh, you're right. No, at this point he had gone. <laughs> Sorry, just after the station bombing. But when they bring um, Mark in, I guess you needed to have that some sort of... Uh, a, a kind of a rock there because everything else was falling falling apart around him. Yeah, so you've you got to have the stable character yeah. in there to hold everything together. Yeah, sure, exactly. sure, sure. Just, uh, okay, Amy Fox, I like her and I like what they did with her character moving forward, but initially I was kind of like, hmm, Mount Thomas, it's Mount Thomas, it's a rural town, and then you bring in someone who's very kind of pretty in a suit, kind of, it just, I don't know, it just seemed... She doesn't feel very country. That's the thing. That's the thing. She's, She's not just genuine, like, country kind of gal. Yeah. Um, but she comes in super awkwardly. Mm. She comes in the episode after the bombing. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm going to set up in this desk. And PJ's like, that's my desk. Yeah. And it's just like, why are they bringing her in now? <laughs> what? Yeah. So, who the hell are you? Amy Fox, Detective Senior Constable. Right, so, so what, what are you doing in my office? Joss and Kelly came in the next episode, which was a bit... They had a bit of time to breathe after the station bombing, which was good. Uh, Joss, uh, I don't know if you saw how he gets introduced. He's essentially pulled over in a red car for speeding. Yes, I do remember that, actually. Fun fact. Blue Healer's first ever episode, first five minutes, Lisa McCune is starting in Mount Thomas. She's driving into Mount Thomas and PJ and Nick are doing, like, uh, random breath testing. And they see her approaching in her red car. And PJ's like, oh, I'll take this one, Nick. And then Nick's like, oh, make sure she's not married this time, mate. Um, and they pull her over and he's like, he essentially pulls Maggie over and finds out that she's a cop coming into town. So then they introduce Joss in almost exactly the same way. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, a, do you think it's a throwback or a mistake? Oh, I reckon, I feel like all these things are kind of, con I reckon it's a bit of a throwback. Good, I think it's I'd conscious. hope so. I'd hope so. If it's, it's, if it's like same writing stuff, 
I would believe that it's a throwback. Yeah. If it's... I find it hard to believe the same writing staff would just be accidentally going back over yeah. like, the same <laughs> thing. But then, you know, a new writing staff could be homaging. I want to I live in a world where it's a throwback. Throwback. Let's... I think Water Rats would make that kind of mistake. Water Rats? Okay, let's not get into that very divisive topic right now. But actually, no. Water Rats... I just wanted to throw some shade at Water Rats. It's fine. <laughs> Water Rats ran for six years and like 170, like not as long as Blue Healers. Also, Water Rats, what made Water Rats was the two main leads in the early seasons, which they lost. So it kind of lost its way after season four, mm. in my view. Well, didn't lose its way, but it just was never as good. Whereas Blue Healers kind of maintained that they had Tom throughout the entire 510 episodes, so it had a better through yeah, It kept the family exactly. going. That's the thing. Exactly. Even though it lost a lot of the family by the yeah. time you get to the end, it still kept the family feel. Exactly right. Now, Thomas was still a lovely place. Are they still operating out of that, uh, like, cop shop at the end? Like, at the very, very end? Or so, they... the new one? Yeah. Yeah, the new one. Because, I, I, like, I quite like the new one. Yeah, it's bigger. The it's... old one is so Australian, though. It's so Aussie. so Australian. It kind of hurts. It's got the it's got the fly screen door. It's got that like green, yeah. that yeah. eucalyptus green. Yeah. Uh, it's such an interesting cop shop. It's a suburban. I love, I love it. It's a it's suburban so, cottage. Essentially. Yeah, it's comfy. I love it. But it goes down with Joanna. Tragic. And Clancy. Indeed. The offensive. The TBC yes. offensive mm. Clancy. <laughs> It's particularly it the way he describes the red car that I found to be not so, like, kosher. And, of course, it's a Commodore as well. Yeah, scumbags drive Commodores. Yep. We get it. Blue Always. <laughs> okay, so that was the station bombing episode, the episode where everything changed. Tom... Became vengeful eye patch wearing Tom. Then, I reckon we can move on to the next episodes, the season finale. We can go wherever you want, baby. Yeah. Tell me where we're going. So, station bombing, it set a new tone for Blue Healers for the rest of the year, and that was substantiated even further when we get to the season 11 finale, where Tiny Baxter, as we've already talked about, returns back to town with her new boyfriend, Ryan Decker. Hello, Senior Sergeant Croydon. Tony Baxter. And instantly, again with that whole Western vibe going, you've got Tom out walking his dog at the start of that episode mm -hmm. and she drives up behind him, trying to like, pretending to run him down. There's instantly... Well, it's Decker driving. Decker driving. And then she says, look out, Tom. Next time, I'll, I'll be, be driving. driving. And I was like, that's a threat. He can yeah. charge you with that. Like, Tom should charge her and Decker a lot. Yeah. Especially her. She threatens him... Every 15 minutes of the episode, and I'm like, well, the threats really escalate because you've got that happening at the start of the episode. Then you've got Tom's car being torched into flames, and immediately he's like, Tony Baxter. Then you've got <laughs> Tom finding Digger, his dog. Oh, you instantly knew the dog was going to die from the start, right? Oh, yeah, 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 straight away. I looked at it and I thought, but I wasn't expecting to see it so gruesomely. I know. And that dog is a great actor. Unless they murdered a dog and filmed it, like the, oh, the body. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. If, unless they did that, that dog is one hell of an actor. It was incredible. It's also, I love how much talk, dog talk there is in this episode. There's like... What are you doing here? I heard about your dog. How'd it happen, the jack slip? Because you think I killed your bloody dog. Walk that dog more often, Senior Sergeant. 
which I felt, again, made it so Aussie compared to like a CSI Miami. There's all the threats against the dog. There's various other, which I can't remember right now, but there's so much feuding over a dog that's yeah. so Australian that you wouldn't get in. in well, even, country. I think it's, it might be in the next episode, but like Tani breaks into his house and digs the dog up, and then, digs up Digger, and then hangs <laughs> him off on the roof. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah, I was like, hey. Oh, and that's the thing that really sets him off, isn't it? Because oh, because that makes the, him go nuts. Yeah, because you've got the classic thing where um, they're at the pub as they are all the time, and PJ says a quote like, "Only that the old Tom Croydon is on his way back." Cut to Tom slow chasing Tiny and then yep. trying and to drown drowning her. her in the uh, that weird little shallow that's yeah. there. What? What? How does she fall? Because I swear I looked away from that boring chase for a second. Mm. And then she's somehow going at a, a, probably a speed of minus two miles per hour. Yep. Falls into that little patch of water and can't swim. There's no way that little running bit of water is that deep. And also, if you've got a man stepping on your head to push you underneath the water, then you just go underneath and swim away slightly and come back up. Yeah, he's not doing anything. Away from yeah, him. yeah. Or you could probably grab his foot like this. Just mm. for everybody uh, listening, you can imagine that my hands go above. Actually, you describe what I'm doing. So you grab him like this. Oh yeah. So Toby's got his hands above his head. He's grabbing Tom's legs. Yep. Yep. And he's now you're now you're pulling him down towards mm. you. Oh, you're pulling the, his pulling. Tom's leg down, and slowly by pulling his leg down, you're pulling yourself up yeah. to get yourself above water. And then does he fall in and... No, I don't know. Uh, you could just kind of like, what are you doing to me, Tom? Yeah. You know what I mean? You can pull yourself up by his boot, right? Well, maybe... Mm, I'm not sure how the physics work or the practicality of this mm. works. If you were to step on my head while I'm in the water, we could probably test it out. We could. But for theory's sake, right now, she definitely could get out of that though because she's against the wall. She could <coughs> push off the wall too and go backwards to the other side. Maybe that all happened, but it fades to black for the year, the season finale, before all For that a year? Happen. Oh, like for, for the, the year. year. Yeah, yeah. Th sorry, the year. Yeah. What do you think uh, about when Ryan Decker calls Tom Croydon a fat slut? So, oh, there's <laughs> a lot you, of fat talk of, in this episode because you you've got like, he calls him fat boy at several yeah. times as well. But what did you think of that line particularly when he called him a fat slut? You've already made two very serious mistakes. What's this fat slut talking about? Mind your language, sir. I thoroughly enjoyed How'd it. How'd that make you feel? Because, <laughs> because it was, I thought it was absurd and I really liked it. I was like, whoa, that seems funny. It's, some, it's so something like a bogan guy like that would say. I loved it. I think Blue Healers, they were just embracing it. They were going darker. They were just yeah. going right into the bogan kind of criminals. It was great. Is that, is that is it the, the beginning of the next episode, mm. They is PJ Hashem finds Tom Croydon laying in a pool of his own vomit. And bad old dog. What? Food poisoning. I got it at the joint down the road. Your daughter thinks you're dead. So, basically, because the season finale is a two-parter, so the previous, the first part ends with um, the healers finding Tom's rental car crashed and burnt and out. burnt out. With a body in it wearing Tom's watch. It could be anyone. It's him. It's a boss. Turns out that it's Roy. It's Roy who was fucking a child. <laughs> in On Tom's desk. Yeah, how Actually, what a now weird... that we mentioned that, it's a bit, that's pretty crazy. He was having sex with a child. Yeah. 15, it's right? 15, yeah. It is so 
bananas. Like the show goes dark in this this yeah. finale. Like the what, a cops having sex with a kid who then gets burnt to a crisp, and they love showing that. Yeah, that model of the burnt out body. They are like they must have either one spent a lot of money on it. Or maybe both. They spent a lot of money on it, and the director was like, that thing looks great. Let's just throw shots of it in. Let's just keep filming that thing. <laughs> Economies of scale. They had to get their money's worth. Yeah, exactly. Well, they did. They did. It was yeah. gruesome. <laughs> and I was like, wow, isn't this show on at 7.30? I'm <laughs> like, this is pretty hardcore. But, okay, so this episode, right, it's very dark. You mentioned, I asked you earlier, is this Blue Healers jumping the shark? And you mentioned it all hinges off whether Tom actually kills Tani. Yes. I will tell you whether he kills Tiny, but we still need to find out. I mentioned my favourite of the four characters. Oh, you yes. never did. We need to close the loop on that. Tony. It's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. I don't know. I don't really have a reason why, and I wish that I did. But it's Kelly. Your favourite? Yep. And for some reason, I had a crush on her when I watched the show, and I yeah. can't work out what it is. Because I don't know what it would have been. Because, like the other. What's her name? Like, Amy Fox. Mm. She She's a babe. Yeah. Right? So, what about... Like, in, she's the babe of the, of the station, I reckon. So, I'm watching the show, and I'm like, I remember Kelly. And I'm like, I, I think I had a crush on Kelly when, she, when I watched this show, but I don't know why. Like, she doesn't do anything particularly, like... I guess I only watched really one episode with her, and yeah. to judge the personality of her from one episode is a little bit... Is a little bit um I reckon she's far fun. reaching. I reckon she's fun, she's a bit of a tomboy, she has some balls. Your reputation as a sleaze bag is intact. Give me my gun and my uniform. How about a warning first? You ever try anything like that again and I will go straight to ASD. Her outfits her outfit choices to the pub are very interesting. She oh wears gosh. like a, a yeah. Boy Scout button-up shirt <laughs> at one point. Do you remember? No. And um, yeah. like she just looks like her outfits were just odd. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she had a little um, what's the word? Um, like personality, mm. like uh, uh, like like zing, zing like, pizzazz. Um, yeah, but what's the word that doesn't suck? But uh, what I'm trying to they say. don't suck. <laughs> they, do. they get the point across. Because the, the, no, but there's the, there's a, a word for like when someone's got kind of like a, oh, a, uh, a a spark in their personality. Like, oh, that person is. Look, my mind oh, just goes she's to pizzazz. She's a bit. Um, mm. Oh, this is awful. If we were uh, a synonym for pizzazz, I'm gonna like uh, it. Uh, Charisma is... Uh, yeah, but it's like that. It's, it's like <laughs> the word for when people have like that little... Like they're, uh, they're a bit... Je ne pas or something um, French. Okay, it's never going to... We're never going to be able to force it out. But, it's going to come the minute we but, stop uh, recording. But it's Kelly. In order, of a, in order, Kelly. Then... Do we count Amy as new? Because... Oh, yeah, because yeah. she came in at the same time. Okay. Kelly, Amy... Per, Perone? Peroni. Peroni. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even really like Roy, but uh, but Roy, I guess. What nice. about Mark? Oh, Kelly, Mark, Amy, Peroni, Roy. See, there we go. I forgot Mark was even new. That's yeah. how much I like him. There you go. I uh, know. I tend to agree with that. I agree with. Like Kelly's great, and we agree on our most on our favorite one out of the new ones. I know. I was surprised when you mm. said Kelly. Who, who did you think I was going to say? Uh, I kind of thought you were going to say Peroni. Interesting. And why? I, I don't know why. <laughs> I honestly I don't know why. Because I probably because I find Peroni to be quite uninteresting. 
as a character. Yeah. So I I thought that you might know something about him that would make me think that he's interesting. I think I wanted you to say Peroni. Oh no, 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 no! I thought you were going to say Roy because he shakes things up so much. Nah, I can, I can. Tom shakes things up with his new character. <laughs> yeah, the new and, Tom. Yep, the new Tom. I guess we should have put Tom in that list. Yeah, because he's a new character yeah. essentially. Um, but no, do you know who else I liked? Joe Parrish. I like Joe Parrish. Too. Yeah, she seemed like I don't know. They all just seemed really kind of real in that sense. Yeah, they all seem real, uh, like real people in general. I don't really mm. actually find any of them to be unbelievable. Which is probably maybe part of the reason the show is so successful. Yeah, it's got an authenticity to it that's really nice. Yeah. Alrighty. We've talked about the dog. We've talked about Tom using the word mongrel. We've talked about, oh yeah, Chris coming. Chris, innocent Chris well, from the pub. In and coming like... in and she's got some purebred healers that have just yeah. given birth and she's like, to replace Digger and Tom's like, dogs die. He's There's... a dog, Chris. Dogs yeah. die. And that's when you know that old Tom is dead. Chris, if this is about Digger, you're wasting your time. Tom, Heather Maloney's dogs just had puppies, purebred healers, and I know she's going to want homes for I don't for need a replacement. And they even had the metaphor anymore. of some purebred healers. There's blue healers are no longer pure. Oh, maybe. Maybe I've just made that up. Mm. Yeah, no, maybe you're connecting dots and aren't there, but I'm feeling you. Mm. Yeah. But I'm feeling the vibe. Yep. Oh, yeah, so for a big chunk of the episode, they thought Tom was dead. Turns out he'd just taken a taxi to Melbourne um, to see his daughter. He couldn't do it. He ended up getting drunk and spent the entire night in his own vomit getting drunk. Which... In his own vomit, which looks disgusting. Oh, man. it looked. Did it look like, and maybe this is just my memory, Like it looked like um, canned beans. Yeah, it, yeah. it kind of does, yeah. But <laughs> with chunks of, like, green and stuff mm, in it. And, and, like, no, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not particularly, like, squeamish or mm. queasy, but... Something about that spew, how thick and chunky and fake it was, was worse. And just the fact that maybe it's also because the show, the quality of the footage being video is so uh, low that seeing something like that is unexpected. (laughs) Same with the body. It's like, oh, isn't this show light? You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, you get yeah, it, yeah. it leads you into a false sense of security and then shows you something so gross and it's like, oh yeah. my god, blue healers. Because being shot on video it kind of has that vibe of like a home movie, like yes. that same kind of quality. It's like, oh, stuff I film kind of like obviously it's yeah. a bit better oh, it's than that. Children but almost. Yeah. Like a kid's show. Now, I think we've come to the point where I can reveal to you, Toby, whether or not Tani actually died. Tell me. She doesn't die. In the immediate future, at least. I haven't seen the episode, so Wait, I almost so, feel so, a bit fraudulent so saying this. Tom doesn't drown her, is what no, you're telling me. Because I just flicked through snippets of the next episode. I can't believe I actually haven't watched it as a big Blue Fe- Blue Healers fan. But somehow Ryan Decker dies, and yeah, she survives. I don't know exactly how. In fact, that's our homework. We now need to watch the next episode. Well, I'll tell you what. Tiny Baxter, why don't we put the listeners out, out of uh, their misery... And I'm just going to... That's very noble of you. Google Tani Baxter, and I'm just going to... Um, Tani Baxter death, I'm going to look up. And let's just find out what happens to her. I'd love to know what happens to Ryan Decker, too. All right, so... I'm going to look up Blue Healers uh, episode guide series 12. Do you know what? What I'll do, if we can't figure it out right now, 
I will watch that episode and record <laughs> and record a special outro that will edit onto the That's back of perfect. this podcast. That's the best Let's do thing that. I can ask for is that you do that because I need to know the that's outcome all. of Tiny Baxter. I don't know. I have to know. I, I, no. I, it's time that I know. I thought this podcast would provide me with the answers, and I'm outraged right now. That's because it's a sequel. A sequel Undertelly episode, potentially. What, Blue Healers Undertelly Part 2, Water Rats? Blue Healers Undertelly Part 2. Yes, Blue Healers <laughs> vs. Water Rats. That's not going to um, happen, I've never watched it. I'd have to sit here and watch all of all Water 177 Rats. 177 episodes. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Theme music? Do you remember? Oh, do you remember? Because these episodes had the remix Blue Healers theme. Do you remember the original Blue, Blue Healers theme? No, I thought the. No, I don't remember. I thought the original played at the first in the first couple episodes, and then they remixed it in the second um, half. No, so they changed the titles. They upgraded all the graphics in the Which opening credits. Which really needed to happen because the oh first half was really awful, where they're just like they have their back to camera and they all turn around as their name comes up. Whenever you have posing shots in opening credits for camera, just terrible. Stick, just stick with images from like shots from the show. Yeah, like they don't did. do that. Don't do what they're doing. No. Also, the Blue Healers theme song has been stuck in my head all weekend ding, ding, up ding, today. Ding. It's great. It's stuck. Yeah, I cannot stop thinking about it. Such an Aussie thing. The original is even better. Is it? Yeah, I'm gonna play it right now. Open the um, open the episode with uh, both of them. Yeah, opening credits one of them. Closing credits. Closing credits the other. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Overall, any closing comments, Toby? Blue Healers, you revisited like six episodes or so. Closing statements on Blue Healers. Blue Healers. Blue Healers. Blue Healers. It holds up for a show from so long ago, and I didn't expect to have a good time. I went in and I thought. I really got to rewatch Blue Healers, and I was putting it off, like, oh, I'll watch them tomorrow, I'll watch them tomorrow, and then it got to the point where I was like, I have to watch them, and then I found myself wanting to keep going, and I think that's a testament to, and I don't, I actually don't know if it's nostalgia goggles, where I'm watching it, and I'm like, no, this show's genuinely good, or if I'm just, like, actually really enjoying having Tom around in the gang, so yeah. I'd have to watch the later episodes where most of the gang is missing, to fully know whether or not the show is like, you know, like excellent. Do you know yes, what I mean? Yes. How do you feel about it? I am just so happy that you enjoyed your time watching Blue Healers, Toby. Uh, I think it's a great show. I miss it. I think there's, I think I wish Aussie drama would go back. You asked me before we started recording how much it costs to make an episode of Blue Healers. Yes. I think I looked it up from articles I've read at the time, it was around four hundred to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars an episode. An episode. Yeah. Holy. Is that Mac. expensive or more or less? It than you seems expected? expensive for like looking at it, but for, for okay, so they had what? They had a lot of episodes a season. They had forty episodes a season, so that's like ooh, forty times four hundred thousand per year. So sixteen million. Is that sixteen million a year? Maybe. I think it's, it's a lot though. Like in like maybe for one episode, it's not that much. But then again, I don't know how much they're making TV shows for in general. But well, just but just thinking of it in a large scale of how many episodes they had, like it seems like a lot. Well, if you compare that, like I think Sea Patrol probably cost like around. They had thirteen episodes in the first series, and that was fifteen million dollars for the season. So that cost like one point one million dollars an episode. So that was already double. What when did that come out though? Two thousand seven. So a year after Blue Healers ended. 
And I think that 450 it was probably towards the later seasons, I'm guessing. Again, this is just anecdotal from what I've read, so, but roughly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, look, I think that I wish there was a space for that kind of Aussie show, weekly Aussie show running for several, for a longer form throughout the year of just those regular characters um, that you can kind of just tune in. That you get to know and love. Yeah. It's almost like a sitcom. Yeah. And also, rather than having really high concept things that have a continuing thing that's like, that is just the focus for six episodes, just like the more episodic style. I think there's still a space for that on TV with continuing characters. Yeah, maybe, because there's nothing like that. So maybe it's uh, it's more welcoming a thought than you than yeah. one might think. Exactly right. I think we can close up. Is there anything more you wanted to cover? No, I reckon we've spoken we've about everything. A bloody lot. We hit all your notes? We did. Did there's we get all like... the way to page six of your notes oh, that you have over Jesus. there? I know. Yeah. That's all done. How do you generally sign off over here on Undertelly? Well, I've got that, and we're about to do that. So, Toby, thanks for being with us. Uh, what's happening next on Forever Movie Boys? Ah, oh, well, when does this come out? <laughs> that is a very good question. It comes out when I get a chance to edit edit it. I probably, probably, um, tr- probably next month. So it's currently. Oh, next month. Yeah. Oh, a James Bond special will oh. have happened. So go. Back you can do a retrospective and plug. listen to our James Bond special that came out over April, which will hopefully be three episodes. I don't know. We're hoping to make it that far. Otherwise, just jump. You can find Forever Movie Boys uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just Google us, or you can email Brendan at eight bit.net. Anything. Email him anything. He's the guy. Eight bit. A T E B I T dot net. Email him when you have the lunch. He loves it. You heard it here from Toby. Email Brendan. Uh, thanks for having me in Mount Thomas. I imagine that you've got some kind of Ford Falcon outside to take me back to the uh, train station in Melbourne. Just it's, don't... It's burnt out, Toby. Cra- you saw oh. it. They completely <laughs> torched it. You're We're going right. to have to take the Commodore. Saw it on the way. <laughs> the red Commodore that got crushed. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, the Commodore's gone as well. Yeah. <laughs> What's like a, a Hilux, maybe? Uh, uh, no, no, I feel was... Mount Thomas is Commodores and Falcons only. Nah, because there was a Toyota. I think there was a Toyota... Hilux being driven by a Decker that uh, almost yeah, matter the Tom. Ute. Some so sort we of can take some that. sort of white Ute. We can take that. Yep. And remember, you can list, you can watch all Blue Healers episodes on Seven Plus, where you can find all thirteen seasons and all five hundred and ten episodes. But for now, make sure you get you guys give Undertelly a like on Facebook and Instagram, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. I'm Alok Novak. I'll catch you, <sighs> Flame and Galards next week. I really wish he told me about that 7 plus thing a couple of hours ago I tell you. Oh, look I've had issues with it because it keeps popping up with the same episode like I click on watching episode season 11 it keeps popping up with season 1 episode 1 and there's also ads and you need to log in Oh, that sounds like too much hustle Look, true uh, Forever Movie Boys sign off I'll catch you on the next go round That's not my sign off (laughs) That's my (laughs) checks Is he going to be angry that you used his sign-off? Maybe, because usually I have better sign-offs than him. Uh-huh. and I Because I always pick a random movie quote from something yeah. that we've done, and I just say it at the end. What would be a Blue Healers sign-off? 
Like, because um, no, actually, I called you boss in that email, yeah. thinking that you'd un you'd get the reference. I did, but it was also a little bit vague to just go, "Hey, boss," because people just do that in general. Boss. When I was replying to that, I was like, "Oh, I was I typed it a few times before." Hey, hey, I was like, "Hey, thanks, senior sergeant." Blah blah blah, and I changed it, but I was like, "Ah, oh, screw it." It's too hard, boss. Too hard. Because I tried to think of something, and then I went, "Hey, boss," and I was like, "Better that all the time." Yeah. Pretty cool. yeah. All right. Thanks for your time, Toby. Much appreciated. A quick side note, guys, I did end up, as promised, watching the season 12 premiere of Blue Healers just to see the outcome of the Tom, Tani, and Ryan storyline. Safe to say a lot happens, but rather than putting you guys out of your misery right now and revealing what happens, Toby, if you're listening, I think it's all best discussed in a Blue Healers supersized retrospective part two. I'll catch you, Flame and Galaz, next time.